everybody. Um, this is Tim and Sam with your Daily Presence podcast. Today's conversation, we're going to be talking about what it's like to work from home. Um, I'm a pastor, so part of my job is to create content and that sort of thing. Sam is a little more corporate these days, although he doesn't look like it today. We're, we're Zooming again, and he's got his beanie down low like it's a they corporate, wear. very corporate beanie. It's, is that a corporate beanie? <laughs> I don't know what corporate beanies look like. If it's that, then it's it's that. Um, I'm I'm here in my garage in uh, Loma Linda, California, and Sam is over at La Sierra doing his work. You're drinking coffee again. Are you still drinking uh, Fowlers? Or, uh, I or ran out of Fowlers. Different? Okay, I ran out. What are you drinking? I'm drinking his um, disinformation. Okay, so I'm drinking. Um, it's a, a roaster in San Diego called Dark Horse. Oh, that's your favorite. It is. They have this blend called the Fruit Party. I'm not a blend guy. You know, I'm a single origin guy, but they have this blend called the Fruit Party. You're so and extra. it is a fruit party. <laughs> it's fruit party. That's pretty good. So my, my favorite roaster in San Diego is James Coffee. I'm actually wearing the hoodie Ooh. right now, as you, can, as you can see, the owl is there. James is delicious. James it is, is a delicious place. I know yes. you like Dark Horse. I just haven't been able to find it when I'm down there. I'm always next to James, so I just go there. Uh, Dark Horse is more niche. It's more for people who know their, their coffees. and uh, <laughs> 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 They're less about the swag, more about the coffee. Oh, well, James is very, like I walked in and I was pretty sure like, <laughs> oh, you don't want me here. I'm a 48-year-old white man. I, I grew my beard longer just to go in there though. It's because I thought maybe that would... <laughs> make you hipster enough make hipster enough put on my skinny jeans uh but you're not that skinny quite honestly your jeans cut off the circulation to your feet we are all wondering how your feet have not been gangrenous i don't know, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> hey my jeans fit i am it's i'm dreading when skinny jeans are not cool anymore it's because I'm, you I'm, weigh a buck 25 is it's, this the daily presence where we insult sam <laughs> how you started it. You started it. You can't have skinny jeans because jeans don't get so skinny. There, I said it. All right, let's wow. move on. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about working from home. I think that's where we started. Um, so obviously, coffee's a bit of the mix, and you've seen what we do. Mine was a V60 today, Sam. You said you did a an AeroPress, AeroPress. an AeroPress recipe that worked out. Where do you get your AeroPress recipe? I'm just asking. Um, it's a thing called the internet. I'm not, not familiar. It's, uh, um, I've, I don't know how I landed on today. So it was some guy who has a new recipe that sounded, sounded fantastic. And I tried it and it's really good. It's really good. Should we have show notes where we tell people where to find the things yeah, that we're talking about? I was actually thinking about that. So, okay. um, we'll do that at crosswalkvillage.com slash, uh, podcast. Let's say that that's what it'll okay. be at. And I'll have Teresa put that together because she's amazing. We have a new digital content manager and she's just, her job has grown by like 10 times over the last few weeks. But um, yeah, we'll she do was, show notes. She was on the church service. Um, oh yeah. She was on the church weekend. service. Week. Yeah. We interviewed her. She's great. I don't know that we ever said she was our digital, digital content manager. I thought that no. might've been a miss. <laughs> but um, So Sam, tell me about your kind of process for your day since you're kind of corporate. Um, we had agreed that I would ask you questions. So I'm going to no, answer this one and then I'm going to ask you questions. Okay. Well, I get I'll, up. We can go back and forth. Here's the thing I've been doing. I've been getting up um, and getting dressed like I'm going to work. What time? What time do you wake up? I, well, I'm like you, not like you actually. I should, I should, let me roll that back because you get up at 1 a.m. <laughs> or, or 9 p.m. Right? That's your rising. <laughs> 
I don't get up uh, that early. Uh, I'm usually up five-ish, um, okay. do some reading. And then I get, I get up, my wife thinks I'm weird. I get up and I go to work. Like I, I'm putting my work clothes on. I shower, shave and go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did this beginning the second or third day of the lock-in because it just gets my head. The way I have to think is I'm going to work now or I, I don't get going. How about right. you? What's, that's my first thing, routine. That's your first thing. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if this makes sense or not. I usually oh, get wait, up. At, wait, I was going to say this other thing before, but oh, no, now that you answer, yeah. <laughs> the thing I've been doing, by the way, with my, so my closet is I've, I've got this game I'm playing. I'm going to see how long I can go without doing laundry. So I'm wearing <laughs> things that I haven't worn in two or three years. And at the end of this thing, half of my closet is going to go. That's good. That's, that's, a, that, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, and I can only go as far as, I don't know if we can say this on this podcast, um, as my underwear allows. So <laughs> I don't think that should count. I don't think that should count. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. Go ahead. You're so, so my process is I usually get up at two or three in the morning. Um, and I usually work for three, three or four hours depending. And then I'll go back to bed, um, between five thirty and six usually and catch another hour or so with this lock-in I've, sometimes caught two hours. Um, so I do kind of a first sleep, second sleep kind of situation like they used to do in medieval times. I hear they did. That's right. Yeah. So I, so I go to bed usually between 10 and 11 and then I get up work, go back to sleep for a while and then get up and then, then I get ready. Um, and then you realize that's not really a, a normal sleep pattern schedule. Is that's, this just now or what you always do? No, that's that's pretty normal for me. Now I just go to my garage rather than going down to the office. But um, Which probably opens up the next question we should talk about. But but uh, uh, we should do an episode on sleep <laughs> later. I feel like um, we need a, someone else other than me to... I, you know, but I've never really been a sleeper. Like I've four or five hours a night. And I know there's going to be people who are like, no, that's not good. That's not healthy. And I get it. Um, I do that for four or five nights and then I usually need a good, you know, six or seven. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. But that's just, I think there's a DNA makeup there. Cause my dad, I used to wake up in the morning. My dad was always, he had been up since four in the morning writing. So, hmm. you know, what about your, you said you go to work in your, in your, garage well right now normally i would go down to my office but i set up my garage and if you've seen like if you've seen the one project sabbath school that we're doing that salt work sabbath school and um if you've been on a zoom call with me then you know like i set up a little studio it's got it's extra like i put a, i put like led lights in there and trying to get i think a vibe. it looks good I look, to... it looks very good wow i'm looking at you right now and i don't know if we should continue recording a podcast or if i should ask djt <laughs> to play some tunes. Yeah. Well, it's I I will just admit it's extra. You you have these beautiful books behind you, like you're erudite and you read and all that beautiful thing. Uh, and trying to give the appearance, yes. Well, yeah, I even on that on the one project deal, the guy was like, eh, Tim, you need some books. Sorry. There was a guy uh, from Australia. I'm sure he didn't sound like that, but but I read. I just, you know, not in this thing. I that has nothing to do with anything. I apologize. Let's move on. <laughs> So, so your routine, you go, you sit down, you work. Now, what does your work mostly contain right now? Because you normally would be, you have like 700 square miles that you cover in your regions for the um, spiritual care work that you do for Adventist Health. But now yes. you do it all from your office. 
Yeah. So, you know, interestingly, my work, my rhythm hasn't changed a ton because um, it's all it's all remote anyway. So when people ask me this, I say, I, I say, yeah, it, I was actually already prepared and mostly doing a lot of what I'm doing now uh, remotely. Mm. Um, so it's a lot of meetings, online mm. meetings, rounding with um, some of the people that I work with and um, a lot of writing, you know, answering 100, 150 emails a day. Um, how about you? What do you do? What's your routine? So, so we've had to shift, right? Um, all the meetings that we used to have, you know, if I was doing one-on-ones, Bible studies, premarital, whatever, that's all moved to online, which is fine. The, the basic content of that doesn't change. However, since every church has now had to shift from, um, you know, from a weekly service now to a weekly show, I guess we could call it. And people probably don't like that terminology, but we, we are now producers of content and there's just a deluge of content out in the world, um, coming from every pastor and church and faith community I've ever seen. Um, I, I, that sounds a little negative. We're doing the same thing as well, but we're, we're trying to balance what that is. Um, so a lot of my work now is creating content. It's writing. I'm doing a lot of writing. We do our series guides every single day. So I'm finishing that up for our next series, which was going to be a series on Joshua. And we've since changed it to be a series on first and second Thessalonians, hmm. um, which, which has kind of an end timey vibe. So we thought we'd deal with that rather than jumping right into revelation, which I think a lot of people are doing right now, at least from our faith communities in our tradition. Um, so we thought we'd do something for second Thessalonians. So there's a lot of, a lot of content creation and then managing the staff, um, making sure checking in with them and that sort of thing, which all would have been done in the offices. Cause we're all there all the time. We all really like working with one another. So we're, we're all feeling a big, um, a big loss right now of that personal mm. contact contact, I guess. We should, we should, we should spend a little more time on two things you said. Can we do that yeah. for a moment? Um, the first is the, your shift. Well, actually the first thing I want to ask you about is the content that we are, or should we do that in the next podcast? Uh, let's do that content. in the next podcast. I think. Okay. Okay. So the second thing then is the, how are you feeling about that's great say, foreshadowing by the way <laughs> we're just deciding what we do <laughs> so very, we're professionals we're this is a very well planned not good at this really say more about your feeling of a bit of a disconnection with the staff your crew man this is this is the question i've had for lots of people who whose community is primarily the place where they work mm-hmm. you know around the water cooler or the the cubicle or the whatever your your hub has been the loss of that has it has to have in week two now working from home actually we're entering week three aren't we we're entering week three yeah yeah what's that been like for you and your staff how are you what kind of things do you do with them um to to keep that sense of team connection working together uh, because i know you especially are a very um, you value the chemistry and the connection of a team yeah. um, above the efficiency and the product you're putting together. It's, it's, that's really important to you. No, I think team is kind of all that matters, especially when you're working in ministry. I think 
Uh, we can train people to do what we need them to do, but we need the right kind of people with the right attitude and the right, like people you want to hang out with. That's really important. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we all like to hang out with one another. Lots of, lots of fun in the office. So that's been a miss. We, we're now doing executive staff meetings, I think, like every two or three days. Um, just to keep up with everybody, make sure we know what's going on, make sure all our ministries or outreaches are happening. And, and um, we've brought Charissa, our digital content manager, into that because she's got to communicate all that, this stuff through the website and that sort of thing. So that's been, that's been hard because we would always, you know, a lot of us would do lunches together and we'd hang out and um, just a lot of friendships. So it's a little more task-oriented now which is not horrible in the sense that there's a lot more tasks that we have to do. Now, I know that sounds weird, but there's a lot more, now things are deadlines. Ministry is so relationally based that there's not a lot of deadlines. Like sometimes I'll come home and my kids will be like, oh, what'd you do today? I'm like, I don't know. I had like three conversations, I guess. They're like, do they pay you for that? I'm like, well, sort of. Yeah, so it's a weird job anyway. Now there's deadlines that we didn't have before because we're actually producing content that has to get out and that is so it has to be finished and done. Um, mm. So you guys, are you guys, um, um, zoom FaceTime? What's your, what's your platform? We zoom, we zoom. We've had a corporate account because our, our leadership team, our board, if you will, um, they're kind of scattered all around. And so we've been using that platform for quite a long time when it comes to our leadership team. And now that's just cascaded down to our staff. Um, which is not very exciting. You guys, you guys do zoom meetings. I know in healthcare, there's always a lot of group calls and that sort of thing. Maybe there's more zoom now than group calls. Um, well, first I, I would say I would have loved to have owned stock in zoom. No kidding. Whoever owns or zoom Netflix. now or <laughs> Netflix. Yeah. Let's face um, it, through a lot of those zoom meetings, there's Netflix happening as well. Yes. We, um, actually we are a teams, uh, company, a Microsoft teams, okay. um, fully invested. It was Skype at first, but I'll tell you what, I was just for fun. Um, I was on a, a big call this last week uh, for the company I work for now, a Skype call that went so poorly. Um, I'm pretty sure we're done with Skype wow. for good. There was some top topic sex on the call. No one could hear anybody. There was, um, this is not the spare Skype in any way. I just <laughs> think people have a harder time figuring out how to connect to it. Yeah. Um, which also sounds disparaging. Skype is a great platform. You know, they're, not, pay, they're, not, they're not paying us. They're <laughs> Sorry. Neither is Teams, by the way. Neither is so, Zoom. And Teams are owned by the same company that owns Skype, so I'm pretty sure I can say these things. Uh, yeah, no, Teams is better. It's been a, a, It's actually the hub for all activity now, for meetings, for collaborating, for document sharing, for, for everything. Right. Scheduling. Um, it's been good. Let me ask you this: part of your part of your job is um, is to spiritually connect with people, uplift them, give them hope, that sort of thing, um, from a spiritual care perspective. How is that going digitally? How do you feel about that? Yeah. So the thing I miss is face to face. So I I rather do video calls, but the people I'm working with would rather not, and mm. I understand that. So. Um, I am accommodating to their needs. And it, look, most, most of my phone calls right now are just a, um, a way to encourage, um, to give hope to, to figure out resources, any kind of barriers I can, I can move for people who are working under, under extreme stress and anxiety and who are doing long hours. Um, so, 
you know, I'm accommodating to whatever. Some of them, by the way, prefer just a phone call instead of Teams or a video call or Zoom. They, they're like, just call me, just FaceTime or just call me on my cell phone. Mm. Um, for now, I am, I'm doing my best to accommodate. I'm also finding that you, it's harder to do support, supportive kind of calls mm-hmm. in groups. Yeah. Like this is the work that has to be done one-on-one. Because uh, I think there's different comfort levels with in groups, um, and so I, people will say and do and behave in different ways when they know they're just on with you one on one. Yeah. Than than when they are, when they know they're in a group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I feel I feel like I don't know uh, a question to ask. <laughs> well, I have a bunch more to ask you, and and uh, you're making me think about it because because I because I, I do stuff in in groups at times just for the efficiency of it. So that's that's yeah. an interesting thought. Hey, so um, your hours work work from home hours. What do you do? Well, you already said you get up at the day before. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't usually I don't usually count that as hours, quite honestly. That's just stuff that I gotta that I gotta come up with. Um, so I, I've always been somebody who works, you know, ten to twelve hours a day, much like yourself. Um, when you were chaplain at La Sierra, I think you were, excuse me, I think you were um, kind of out of control with the hours that you were working. So I, it's I don't know if that's changed or not. What's weird is that you're working and then two seconds later you're in the house with your family. And so you're like, oh, am I not I guess I'm not working anymore. So that's been kind of an interesting shift, like to switch back and forth as quickly as possible. It's literally walking, you know, through a doorway, closing the door, and then you're in a work mode again. But ministry has always kind of been the I've always said ministry is a lifestyle. It's it's less of a job and it's more of a lifestyle. Um, I don't think you clock out in the same way that other people might. Um, and, and a lot of people have jobs like that, certainly. So I don't want to in any way disparage anyone. But, um, but yeah, so lots of hours. But hey, you to be say successful something? in anything, you, you would do a lot of hours. Listen, we're, this is a sensitive topic because we, you sound, we sound like people who don't know work-life balance, Tim. Oh, have you yeah. gotten this critique? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, from everyone, from myself. Um, I mean, it's seven a.m. on a Sunday morning, and we're recording a podcast together. Is that a problem? No, that's fun. <laughs> I don't know if this one's that much fun. I don't know. We haven't laughed all that much in this one, but um, yeah. Listen, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life, right? It's mm-hmm. all fun. I love what I do. I'm I'm so inspired by the people I work with. I'm so inspired by the people, um, by my congregation, and by the people seeking faith. I feel like I am um, I'm overwhelmed with the the opportunity to do this kind of ministry. And um, and you know mm-hmm. you fall into it when you're young, but then later on in life, I had the opportunity to choose if I wanted to do this or if I wanted to do something else. And this is what I want to do. I, I love this. So mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel like it's overwhelming sometimes. And I'll tell you what, since nobody can travel anymore, it's gotten way easier because I was traveling a great deal for the different sites and, and different crosswalk campuses. And so um, I feel like it's easy now. Like I was talking to a guy the other day who has a two or three church district and he was like, oh, I don't know what to do. I've got all this, you know, how do I make this digital content for all the different churches? And I was like, oh no, now you have one church. You don't have three, you've got one. You are the pastor of one church and they can all connect 
digitally. I'm not sure he took that advice, but I thought it was like his life got better. <laughs> anyway, how long have we been going? It feels like we've been going a long time. I thought you had a timer. You don't have a timer on? I didn't have a timer. I thought you, you did the timer last time. I did and I didn't do it this time. So maybe um, we should ask one more question and close. I have, okay. I have a I have a question about um, this follow-up to, you said you, you chose this. Um, say more about that. You chose this. Like, when, you, when you're young, you, you, you work long hours because you feel like you have to prove yourself establish yourself, get your reputation in place. And this is why I see a lot of young, uh, especially young ministers mm -hmm. um, on a, on a, you know, on a burnout mode, because it's not that they necessarily are inspired by what they're doing, but because they want to, I shouldn't say they're not inspired, but they, they feel like they have to somehow prove something right um, before establishing a routine that is, it is healthy and, and better uh, all around for for life. Um, but you're saying that you you can't, you chose later in life um, to come back to ministry and to and 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 to do this pace and that you're inspired by it. Say more about that. Yeah. Um, so I, much like yourself, I got an opportunity to work in healthcare for a while, um, and that's been an incredible blessing. It really changed my life, changed my understanding of, of not just health by any means, but of community and of, of I worked in community health development. So um, activism and all that kind of thing. I really, it was just an incredible blessing. I got to work with some public health professionals that were just amazing. I felt like, um, felt like I should have earned a degree in it because of everything that I learned. It was just phenomenal. But at one point I decided it was time to go back into ministry and um, had the opportunity to come to Crosswalk. And when I made that change, um, it, God and I have made deals throughout our lives when probably the first deal was, Lord, I'll go into, I'll go into ministry if I could be the person that I am. Cause I'd see people walking around with suits and carrying Bibles in college. And I thought, well, that's not exactly who I am and praise God for them. They're amazing pastors, but it was just not, not the way I'm built. Um, God has always been really good at allowing me to be me in the context that he puts me in. So when I came back this time, I said, Lord, I've got one kind of church that I want to, I want to build that I think you're calling me to. Um, if I have the opportunity to do it and it's successful, whatever that means, praise God. If not, like I'll move on. Obviously I can, I can work in other fields now, which I didn't know that I could do when I was young. So when I came in, back to ministry, um, I had a very clear focus on what I believed I was being called to. And, and it's been an amazing opportunity mm -hmm. to, um, to now put all the things that you've learned about all the things you hope and you dream into a particular community and a congregation and to have people resonate with that. And then to see that grow, um, from a ministry standpoint, I gotta tell you, one of the coolest things that happened this week is, um, in, in our campus that we've been working with up in Clinton, Massachusetts, Remix is the name of that church. Um, they, they had kind of an impromptu baptism after studying this week. Uh, which is just one of the coolest things ever. They literally baptized mm -hmm. this girl in a, um, they had a pastor come in and had you know, baptized this girl in a bathtub in one of their houses. Um, mm -hmm. I think in her house actually, you know, so like just to, to infect people's lives with the gospel is an amazing thing. And that's a privilege and an honor. Like I have a, like the sacred duty that I have every single day when I get up is um, I don't take that lightly. So mm -hmm. I, that was a long answer to that question. I don't know if that's, kind of what you were asking, but yeah, it, it is. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is why you do what you do. Yeah. yeah. And so working from home, 
like as long as I can continue to get the message of the gospel out, I'm I'm cool. Like I'll do it from wherever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> from the garage from or the ga- from garage. your office or from the platform. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, cool. So, I think, listen, why don't we wrap it up? Because we've got something else we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, for you guys, it'll be a few days, but for us, it'll be like eight minutes. So uh, <laughs> let's, I'm, am I pulling the magic back from what a podcast is? <laughs> It is much less glamorous than you Season could have, two, even imagine. <laughs> All right. Hey, Sam, thank you. Um, we'll see you guys uh, in a bit. Have a good one.